season sports media. This is the Good NBA Podcast. like that we're back uh i hope everybody had a wonderful christmas break uh i sure did had a great time watching the eagles clinch the playoffs as as early as just yesterday actually but um on to basketball things this is the good nba podcast i'm your host drew wade joined as always by my co-host brendan swam how are you doing today post christmas break considering the audience can now hear my voice uh pretty happy about that uh, we we've definitely made some upgrades. We have a new Brendan. Um, we got rid of the old guy, and the new guy had, you know, a little more going on. So, how about that? You can hear my voice now. That is insane. The difference. I hope that is coming through for the people as different as it is for me, because it just sounds incredible. <laughs> you know what I think too? I think we could talk over each other a little bit now, uh, a little bit better than we were in the past too. So. I think this is going to be a better experience all around. So the quality just went up on the Good NBA podcast. It sure did. Uh, speaking of quality going up, quality of the TikTok run by my co-host here is definitely going up. Had a video pop off definitely. recently, over three hundred thousand likes. So uh, commend you again for the, all the uh, the legwork you're doing over there on TikTok for our brand. Um, if you haven't checked it out already, make sure to check out the TikTok page. Please do, please do. NS Sport Media, uh, because I absolutely misspelt it on there. Uh, but if you search for it, you'll find it. Uh, I literally recognized that the other day. I was like, ah, this is a bad time to realize that we misspelt that. But <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, I, I did notice that before. I was like, I'm sure it's it's really not a big deal. So I never. Seen it, was it. Taken. it was taken. It was taken. Sports yeah, was media was taken. NS Sports media. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy enough. Um. But yeah, we got a good show lined up for you today. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it first. We got uh, All Star, uh, the All Star team revelations coming up soon. Uh, voting is already going on underway, and uh, thought mm. we would talk about who we think should be in this All Star game this year. So, uh, would you want to kick us off with that? Yeah, uh, basically, we'll just be picking our starters uh, for this one. So we could start in the West or start in the East. You pick, Drew. Let's save the best for last. Let's go west first. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you want me to give my whole five? Yeah. Or do you Let's... want me to start with the guards? Okay. So at guard, uh, obviously you got to go Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it gets a little tough because I feel like Luca is automatically going to be in, but I kind of want to put him at forward a little bit so I can get Donovan Mitchell in. Yep. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell and Steph Curry as my guards. And then at forward, I can't leave out LeBron. I'm going to go Jokic. And then I'm going to go Doncic over Paul George at Mm. forward. So that's my five. All right. So for me, for the West, obviously, I'm going to go Curry as well. MVP front runner for a reason here, even if there's a little bit of narrative playing into it, probably. Um, Absolutely. It just has been incredible this year. And just to think what this team is going to look like when they get Clay back, which, spoiler alert, is going to be pretty soon, it sounds like. Um, it's just yeah. going to be scary to see. So Curry, for sure. 
Um, I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit here. I think this is a guy that deserves more recognition. Uh, the lone star on just a horrible franchise. Uh, I'm going to go uh, SGA here. I think. Oh, nice. I think I, I know he probably is not going to make it in over some of these other guys. And it's really hard with uh, just the, the, the amount of good guards that we have here in the West. I mean, uh, Donovan Mitchell, like you brought up, I think John Morant definitely deserves a look with how he's been playing. Uh, Booker has been hurt at times, but uh, Damian Lillard, he's putting up 30 plus on the regular. I mean, it's really hard, but I think just the way that uh, Shea is just the most important player on his team, I think he deserves more recognition than he's getting. So I'm going to go ahead and say him. And then forwards, obviously, uh, LeBron's got to be there. Jokic has got to be there uh, to the best in the game currently. Crazy that you can still say that about LeBron at his age. But yeah. even especially these last couple of weeks, he's really come on strong, uh, showing what he can still do. And then I think I'm going to go Carl uh, Anthony Towns for my third forward here. I think he's okay. made some made some improvements to his game a little bit. I think playing with uh, Anthony Edwards has been really good for him. And I think the Timberwolves have won uh, just some surprising games this year. So I think he deserves a look for that. Nice. Hey, shout out to Cat. That's pretty dope. Okay, so on to the East. Cat over Paul George. Nice. Hey. Hey, you got to come in with the hot takes, Drew. Yeah. You know, first day back off Christmas. Obviously. I mean, we don't want to. This isn't just your regular, regular old NBA podcast. This is the good NBA podcast. So. Right, so in the East, uh, this one is also tough because I don't want to pick any of these guys. I don't want to pick <laughs> Trey Young. I don't want to pick Zach Levine. I don't want to pick Jalen Brown. He's been good. I don't want to pick Bradley Beal. I definitely don't want to pick James Harden, even though he probably deserves it the most. Yep. So at guard, I'm going to go DeMar DeRozan and Jimmy Butler. who mm. They have listed as a forward, but I've definitely seen him as an all-star guard before. Definitely. So uh, I'll take him at guard with DeMar. No point guard. Don't need it. And then at forward, uh, the big three in the East, KD, Giannis, Embiid. I mean, those are the three best players in the East. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for for my guards, I'm going to go DeMar as well. Just uh, he, A lot of people uh, over the offseason just did not really fully appreciate this uh, acquisition by the Bulls here. And I remember even seeing like a Bleacher Report article about how it just didn't make much sense at all. And that just looks real silly at this point, especially after yeah. these game winners that he just continues to hit. Um, he is yeah, back-to-back game winners. Back-to-back. I guess we haven't addressed that, but that's pretty nice. Yeah, he's been just insane on this Bulls team and has made them extremely relevant. What is their, they've won like seven in a row at this point. Is that right? Right. Number one in the East. Number one in the East. Um, still can't beat the 76ers, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, DeMar DeRozan has been insane for the Bulls. So he's definitely going to be there. And then I guess for my other one, uh, I'll go, I'll go Harden just because as you said, he, he pretty much deserves it. Um, he's, as much as like I've complained about Harden in the past and foul baiting and all that kind of stuff, he's still uh, one of the best offensive players in the game. So uh, I think Harden uh, definitely deserves to be in there. And then for the forwards, I mean, there's not really another way 
you can go, I think, than what you've already said, KD, Giannis, and Embiid. Uh, we're going to talk some more about Embiid specifically later. Uh, KD looking as dominant as ever. Uh, Giannis looking like finals MVP. So, I mean, those guys definitely should all be in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a big run here through the East to see uh, who's going to be the dominant big man. I mean, I think Giannis and the Bucks are kind of catching the Nets a little bit, so I'd be a little mm-hmm. worried. Uh, but KD definitely still is the MVP favorite, uh, which we'll also get to a little bit later. But Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's our East and West All-Star predictions, or who we would pick, rather. Uh, hit us up at nssportsmedia at gmail.com if you've got some different ideas or think we are hardcore snubbing anybody. I uh, would love to hear from Kyrie you. Irving. Kyrie right. Irving, yeah. Ben Simmons also has not has never not been in the All-Star game since he uh, joined the league. So No kidding. Wow. Well, uh, he sat out the first year. But oh, true. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, you know, he's he's been in he's been an all star every year. So there you can't go. see that's quote unquote yeah. rookie year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell probably has some words about that, but we'll leave that <laughs> to him. Um, we'll move on from the all star game. We're gonna talk about our teams like we always do. Uh, first, let's talk about the Blazers. Uh, four in a row, they have dropped. What is going on with your team? I I actually got sad when you mentioned just my team's name. Yeah, we lost four games in a row, including this Lakers game. Uh, good that we can get the Lakers on track on New Year's Eve. Um, yep. But you know what's really happening with this team? Is we're completely rebuilding. I mean, let me name some guys for you, Drew. Let me know if you know any of these players. Okay, Brandon Williams. No. Okay, no, I'm not talking about the offensive tackle for the Ravens. Uh which is all you find when you Google Brandon Williams. Uh, Cameron McGriff. Mm, I feel like that sounds like someone we went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. He might have been um, Cameron McGriff. He missed. Uh, it's actually an interesting story with him. He missed the summer league games. He was supposed to be on the Hornets uh, because he tested positive for COVID right before he was supposed to go. He has a second chance with us uh, basically playing uh, in NBA games. So uh, shout out to Cameron McGriff. He uh, made it pretty far. CJ Ellerby. Definitely not. You would note him if you saw the hair. Really one yeah. of the most annoying players in the league to watch. I'm sorry, CJ. Uh, good jump shot, though. Reggie Perry. Do you know who that is, Drew? Perry. I don't. That is, that's got to be like a plumber, though, right? Every one of these players sounds like a defensive lineman, right? <laughs> and then Greg Brown and Jaron Cumberland. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that'll do it for um, the four four losses in a row. Looking like uh, not a great team recently. Yeah, these um, players are getting significant minutes. Yeah, they're they're getting good minutes in these games, and like every team has these like COVID replacement players, these like vets they bring in or players that used to play on the team, and Iso the Blazers Joe. just have nobody. <laughs> Iso Joe back in the league. Darren Collison is back. We'll talk about him later. Lance Stevenson just signed a contract with the Pacers. With the Pacers He's back again course, with them. Would, uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Hopefully they get to play the Lakers at some point soon. And we have Greg Brown and Jaron Cumberland. It's just mm. a hard Don't team forget. to watch this year. Don't forget former McDonald's All-American Reggie Perry. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. You put that. Right. I, I definitely knew that. I didn't. Um, I'm not just reading <laughs> that from the notes that you put in here. And, you know, he's the one player I kind of have some hope for. And I think CJ Ellaby could be a good shooter, but he is tough to watch. But, yeah, this team's pretty rough, hard to watch. And Dame is out there playing pretty well, but you can just tell he's a little bit off this year. And, you know, since we're rebuilding, I don't know, do you trade him now? But if you're rebuilding, do you even want Ben Simmons? I don't think you really do. Well, Ben Simmons, I mean, you don't think about him as... I guess, like a rebuilding piece just because he's been playing. Like I've said, he's been an all-star for three years, but he's still only like, is he 25, 24, maybe even still? But he's still super young, so I think, um, I don't know, I'd I'd still be excited to like add him and move move forward with him as a uh, centerpiece to a rebuild, I think. If he can figure out, you know, shooting a basketball, first off. (laughs) He doesn't even need to on this team. Just give the ball to Reggie Perry, you know? Reggie Perry, let yeah, him let, go to work. let the former McDonald's All-American do the work for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, we suck. Uh, really hard to watch. But, but all right, least, that, I mean... At least Dame at is least... running from the grind. Yeah. He's not running <laughs> yet. <from> the... <laughs> yet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how long that grind lasts um, before he runs out of rail there. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we'll uh, we'll move on. We'll keep you depressed about your team. Uh, we'll move on to my team, who I'm usually depressed about. But hey, they've gone four and one since last time we talked, um, and most notably beat the Nets a few nights ago. That was a great yep. game. Um, and I don't know if you saw Embiid chirping at uh, Kevin Durant after the game was over, like saying "bye, go home," which is like the same <laughs> yeah. Thing. KD was saying after they beat the Sixers in Philly earlier this year. So I don't know. It's good. It it just makes me think that Embiid doesn't ever forget anything. And I'm almost certain that if he like clinches a game winner in Milwaukee, he will be having a seat on their logo like Giannis did last year. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. But just look out for that uh, next time we play in Milwaukee. But uh, yeah. Uh, there's some things to be excited about for the Sixers, uh, even in this season where they have just looked horribly mediocre at times. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, second-year player, is looking like he's going to develop into an all-star at some point. Not there quite yet, but he's definitely blossoming. Uh, 17.4 points per game in these last uh, in this last five-game stretch, uh, shooting 41.7% from three, and he's chucking up five a game so it's not like he's only shooting one or two at that clip so uh, that's really good to see Uh, just such a rapid improvement because he was definitely not known for his uh, three-point shooting last year Uh, have you been watching uh, a lot of the Sixers have you got to see Tyrese play just a little bit I mean I obviously watched that Nets game because it was a big game for them Mm -hmm. um yeah Maxi is nice with the ball uh which is kind of something that they needed with Embiid, they kind of need a ball handler that kind of can make his own shot. Yeah. So Maxie, he does definitely. that. He does that for them very well. Good finisher too at the rim. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what stats are at that. Yeah, you wouldn't exactly like expect that based on his size, but he's usually able to get to the rim and finish pretty well. But uh, he is not the most important topic of conversation here for the Sixers. Um, one Mr. Joel Hans Embiid is looking once again like he should be in MVP uh, consideration. He in these in these last five games, he's putting up 34 points per game, over 10 rebounds per game, 
a little over two and a half assists, two blocks, shooting 54% from the field mm, and two 50, blocks and 50% from three. Um, so just incredible out there. Uh, he's doing it on both ends of the court and he, uh, is a big reason why we are going on this little hot stretch. So, um, I mean, we're going to talk about MVP candidates here in a little bit, and I think Embiid needs to be in that conversation more than he already is. What do you think about that? Um, no, because they aren't winning. Unfortunately, uh, it's I, but I, I think it's, it's kind of the same argument as LeBron. I think. Okay. Interesting, because they have the same odds. So, I guess. Uh, oh yeah, everybody else sees That's it true. that way too. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> I think, you know, I think uh, we can go ahead and go into MVP from here. This is a good segue. Um, and, you know, Steph is the leader right now at plus 120. KD doubled those odds at 240. Giannis at plus 750. But I think your best value is right here at Jokic at 1600. I think that's just great odds. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of love for him online. And the Nuggets, you know, they are hanging around. Yeah, the Nuggets are hanging around. They're not um, winning as much as you would have hoped maybe at the beginning of the year. but I guess it's, it's similar. Pretty, yeah, it is a little similar, uh, their win rates with Embiid and Jokic there. But yeah. uh, I did see that uh, video of Jamal Murray uh, putting up a windmill dunk, just messing around. So looks like that ACL is healing up pretty well. And uh, Got my attention. Maybe we'll get him back a little sooner than expected. Um I don't know about you, but if a guy's throwing windmill dunks, I think he's ready to get out there. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, okay. Well, you don't just throw up a windmill dunk. Right. I, <laughs> hmm, I wonder if my knee can handle this. Let me try it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like Jokic's uh, value there as well. Uh, plus 1600 for the guy that you already know has uh, MVP caliber talent. He won it last year. so. But um, still looking like Steph is going to win it, but I wouldn't. Again, I've said this a, a couple times. I wouldn't bet it based on these uh, odds that we are looking at here. Yeah, um, can't bet on Steph with those odds. You could bet on Giannis too. Uh, say the Bucks make a run and are just the number one team in the East by like five games at the end of this thing. He could definitely win it because you know he's going to have the numbers at that point. But a little voter fatigue on Giannis. Yeah, I think so as well. Um and then just to round out this list of the favorites at uh, fifth best odds, we got DeMar DeRozan, which uh, I wonder how much this has changed uh, since these like past two games have happened. Right. Um, but he's sitting at plus 2,800. And then tied at six, we have, uh, as I previously mentioned, Joel Embiid and LeBron James at plus 4,000. So um, I'm not going to bet on Joel because I don't want to, you know, put all my eggs in one basket here and um, that wouldn't be smart for me emotionally but <laughs> if you uh if you're a Sixers optimist hopeless opt- optimist like I am and you think that they're going to keep up this win rate which who knows um but if they keep winning games like they are and he keeps putting up these numbers then I definitely see his odds uh shooting up there uh getting closer to like Jokic and Giannis range so we'll see about that yeah, it could be. He's definitely, well, I guess him and Giannis are both really good defenders, but I'd say he's the best defender on this list. Uh, oh, yeah. I wonder what his odds are for Defensive Player of the Year. That could oh, be pretty good. that's good. We'll get Craig to check on that, but if I had to guess, uh, the Frenchman is probably still number one. 
there. Yeah, true. Probably like Curry, probably like plus 120 or something. Probably. But if he played against Embiid every game, if he played against Embiid every game, I don't think everybody would be that scared oh, of him. <laughs> wouldn't be so easy. Be so <laughs> Not easy, many good yeah. centers in the West. That is true. So, yeah, I mean, you look at the Lakers, they've been playing LeBron at center for this last little stretch. Um, interesting, but <laughs> I digress. We'll throw back to Magic Johnson maybe a little bit there, but yeah. it's gimmicky, that's for sure. It definitely is, but... Um, it's kind of so. we've come full circle because when he started on the Lakers, everything was LeBron's going to play the point guard, like he's going to be the one, and so now here he is at the five. He's played every position for this team. <laughs> yep. Yep, he is the Lakers, um, but didn't want to come to the Sixers. I mean, I'm just saying Sixers could have won a couple of titles already if he would have chose us, but uh, that's fine. Oh, I was actually wrong. Craig has pulled up the stats here, and uh, the Frenchman, Rudy Gobert, is actually second in Defensive Player of the Year odds at plus 275. Uh, there's actually somebody with um, odds less than even. At minus 110, you want to take a guess at who that is? Oh, it has to be obvious if they're this high. But I've got no clue. I I mean, I guess, like, Jared Allen? Jared Allen is sixth at plus 4,000. Number one here is Draymond Green. Oh. Wow. Maybe a little more. I can't even say I've really noticed Draymond. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing. People just aren't scoring scoring on him. But... Um, yeah, minus 110 for Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, Joel Embiid saying number five at plus 3,000. Oh. Wow, there's there's someone from the Suns higher than Joel Embiid on this list. Do you want to take a guess who that is? Is it Bridges? It is Bridges, plus 2,000. He's awesome. Yeah, he he's awesome. probably the only perimeter defender that's actually on the list. But Could have been a sixer. In fact, he was a sixer for a little bit yeah for a couple minutes <laughs> but that's on y'all that's that probably a championship 100%. oh right there i don't want to i don't want to talk about it um but anyway we're talking about lebron a little bit of a segue here into our next talking point the anthony davis lists lakers um so on the last episode we talked about maybe a little bit of ewing theory going on here they lose anthony davis they'll start playing a lot better win some games uh, they've gone three and five since then. So, yeah, maybe debunking that a little bit. Yep. Yep. Uh, they need you, Anthony Davis. <laughs> they need him. They uh, do bad. need him, which is kind of crazy because he wasn't even, you know, that incredible. Well. He was, yeah, before he got hurt. But uh, it really did make a difference having him out there, and they need him back to start winning some games. Uh, one of these five losses in that last stretch. Uh, since AD went out was just that awesome game that they played against the Grizzlies where you really had John Morant dueling with LeBron at the end there. Yeah, and LeBron has... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, LeBron's been awesome. That's, I mean, that's one thing I'll say, even without AD. I mean, in the games without him this year, he's putting up 34.5 points per game. 9.5 9.5 rebounds, 6.4 assists. This is all in the 11 games without AD. 56% field goal percentage and 43% from three. I mean, this is like the best we've seen LeBron uh, since maybe the Cleveland days. And it's just getting wasted right now. Yep. Feels a little bit like Steph last year. 
on the uh, Warriors. It does, doesn't it? Kind of the similar vibes there. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna let you talk about this uh, next point here. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, Lakers always improving as they are always trying to improve. I guess uh, they have now some new faces on the team. Darren Collison, uh, who I like this one. He could end up being the starting point guard for the Lakers. I think there was some controversy with him uh, a year ago. A lot of teams wanted him, but he kind of just backed out of the league. If you remember that drew, he was a, not a top point guard, but a starting caliber point guard in the league. Um, so it would be good if he was a good player for them. And then Stanley Johnson, who just now recovered from James Harden's step back a couple of years ago, uh, back in the league. So shout out to Stanley Johnson. Maybe, you know, he has his pride back and could be a good defender. Um, that could be huge if, cause these are two good names on paper, but the whole roster is good names on paper and it's just not working out. So. Yeah. Nothing like adding a few more older guys to. Right in the league, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, these guys aren't that old. Luckily, these are no, they're uh, young thirties. Yeah. yeah, these are like rookies not, on this roster. Yeah, they're not Melo or LeBron, but <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, but we uh, we touch on this every episode. What's your um, let's um, let's get your temperature check on the uh, on your feelings for the Lakers here? Are you kidding me? This is the best LeBron we've seen in a long time who's beating them in the west so you heard it here buy some more lakers stock is what i'm hearing i'm not giving up i'm not giving up until i see ad back on the court am i willing to give up on westbrook i'm almost there i'm almost there oh maybe like come off the bench westbrook or something i don't know maybe literally play staggered minutes with lebron but He's he really struggles when he's not the alpha on the team. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, a lot of people are saying be that coming in this held year. accountable. Yeah, it's kind of rough. He's kind of better when he can just do whatever, and he's like, "I'm Russell Westbrook." You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but, exactly. But then you got you know, arguably the greatest basketball player of all time playing alongside him. Um, makes yeah, it's a little tougher for him to play like that. And it's not like defensively he's this big plus player. He's not at all. So right. it's not the old Westbrook. Unfortunately, the one that uh, you know, when I was playing two K fifteen in that range of years, I'd just play the Thunder, go to go to Westbrook every play, and uh, that was my oh yeah my strategy back in those days. <laughs> just go to the rim. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. I won a lot of games that way. Um, but. All right, we'll move on to another team in the West. Um, let's talk about the Rockets a little bit here. Not something mm. um, we would normally do, or I guess we would normally because J- our friend Jeremy Moffat keeps bringing them up, but maybe he cursed them a little bit. Uh, they went on a bit of a hot streak, and then they had this drama come up. I'm going to let you uh, tell the people about this if they haven't heard already. Yeah, so you've probably heard about Kevin Porter Jr., uh, leaving the arena and Christian Wood refusing to play. I'll give you a a rundown on what happened in Houston and why uh, it came to where it came to be. Christian Wood was removed from the starting lineup uh, due to breaking a team rule. He missed a COVID test. Um, And so as a team rule, they had to put him in the second unit. 
And the Rockets got out to an early lead uh, in their game. And the second unit, kind of led by Wood and led by Kevin Porter Jr., they kind of let the game get away a little bit. Um, they were playing against the Nuggets. And kind of Compazzo, uh, players like that were kind of running all over them. Uh, it's Capazzo, um, specifically was awesome. And so at halftime, Rockets assistant coach, John Lucas, who is a college basketball legend and a coaching legend, he kind of challenged the effort level of Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood. And it got heated, apparently. Um, there was a report that Kevin Porter Jr. threw an object either at Lucas or at Christian Wood. I'm not 100% sure. I have it here as threw it at Lucas because that's what I heard. But I also heard that Lucas kind of started the argument and then that Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood got into it. So it wasn't really back and forth between the coaches and players. It's really interesting. Uh, either way, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. did leave the game Antonio Brown style, just right in, at halftime. And Christian Wood refused to sub into the game. And so when heaven coach Head coach Stephen Silas commented on the incident. He said that KPJ was being evaluated for a quad injury, which he did have a quad injury right at three minutes to go in the half. And that he refused to play Christian Wood in the second half. Um, that was just a coach's decision. So he kind of took the blame, I would say, kind of tried to let his guys, you know, take less of the heat. Love that from a rookie head coach. And Kevin Porter Jr. was reportedly really appalled apologetic about the whole thing they're both only suspended one game and it kind of just takes away from how good Jalen Green was but either way that's the Rockets drama in a nutshell right there Drew what do you think I mean couldn't come at a better time they're playing the Sixers tonight so um both nice missing <laughs> that game. <laughs> uh, I'll take all the help I can get to get some wins at this point but um, very interesting situation going on there. You say uh, he left the arena Antonio Brown style, but uh, did this happen before Sunday? I can't remember when this game was. Um, I think it was on it, Saturday night. Yes, maybe? Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yes. Antonio Brown saw that actually and said, you know what? I like that style <laughs> a little bit. And then he ran, did his thing, ran off the field uh, last night. But yeah, um, this is a. I haven't really seen anything from Christian Wood in the past like this that I'm aware of. I could be wrong about that, but there have been like off the court behavioral concerns about uh, Kevin Porter Jr. in the past. So uh, it's true. a little disheartening to see him uh, kind of live up to that again here. But uh, hopefully he doesn't let that, you know, define him going forward, turn this thing around. Um, is it a little worrying to you that? It uh, this was like Jalen Green's best game, <laughs> maybe not. His, I think he had a third <laughs> game earlier this year, but it took uh, all this. So whenever he leaves the team, that's when they go on this streak. Uh, whenever he was out with injury, and then he comes back, there's all this drama, and that's when he does great. So hmm, kind of makes yeah. You think. <laughs> no, definitely makes you think. Uh, there's definitely something to that there. Um, but we've seen that. Over the years, a lot with the league, when you have a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. or someone like Christian Wood who thinks they're going to be a young star in this league, they think you know they need to be the guy who's you know their faces on t-shirts, and then they draft Jalen Green and he has these like awesome games, but he's just so young. So maybe I don't know. I feel like Jalen Green kind of fits in with those guys though, so maybe not. I don't think yeah. it's like a divided locker room situation. No, nah, I don't. And they're all so young too, right? 
So I think they can still figure this thing out. And I mean, they're already almost at, I don't know, their projected uh, win total that I said they were going to go under. I mean, what did we say? Under 19? They got to win yeah. more. So, I mean, that's a good point. Maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. But definitely, definitely. And they're not the worst team in the league by far. So, no, definitely. Um, definitely have to go over the East to see that. But, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like how the NFC and AFC are to draw a comparison. Um, I feel like the top for the East is like the top of the NFC. I th- yep. Maybe I'm thinking about it backwards. But either way, uh, you got one conference. The top is really good. And then once you get to the bottom, it's just god awful. And then you go to the other conference yeah. in the NBA. It's the, it's the West. I mean, the top maybe isn't as yeah. you don't have as many good teams. It's a bloodbath. Right. Yeah. But you got more parity down below. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, that's the Rockets, our our weekly Rockets segment. I guess we're just gonna start talking about them every week. Um, <laughs> but let's get into one of our actual segments. Craig, cue up the music for Family Business. Welcome to another edition of Family Business. Um, if you were with us. In our last edition, Brendan won once again and is leading four to two. Um, I'm the one asking the question today, so hoping to turn things around a little bit here. So, Brendan, my question for you Can you name the top five all time mm. NBA leaders in steals? Oh, steals? Yes, sir. I think I can, Drew. I think I can. All right. Let's get those answers right. up on the I, board. You get three X's. Okay. One's easy, John Stockton. Yep. He should be number one. He is number one with 3,265 steals. Okay. Stockton knew that one. Uh, it gets a little tougher after this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go with some guys that I just know... I want to go with like LeBron. I'll go with LeBron next. LeBron is not in the top five. He's number 11, actually, with okay. 2,109 steals. Ooh, okay. So he's kind of close. Oh, this is tough. Tough. Okay. My next one, I will go CP3, Chris Paul. He is on there, number five on the list Ooh. with 2,402. Okay. I need one more. I feel like I got the two that I thought I was going to get, and now I'm a little screwed. But I'll go with Jordan. Bang. I got to play some defense. Let's go. Michael Jordan, number three, 2,514 steals all time. So look at you. You got a win in the week where I'm asking the question, and you just continue to stretch out this dang lead. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Gets you to five and two. So. Um, can't wait till next week when I'm unable to answer your question and (laughs) we get the lead up to six to two, but, uh, congratulations to you. Um, hopefully I can. Thank you. That was a good question. It was a real thought provoker. I know. Uh, what can you give me the rest of the top five? Rest of the top five. I'm really curious about two. You got one John Stockton. Then number two is another white guy, Jason Kidd. Oh, I would have never guessed that. Wow. Makes sense, and though. Then 
You Pippen? said Michael Jordan at three. Pippen is number seven. Okay. That's who I would have picked if Jordan was X. In the top five, number four is Gary Payton. Oh, the glove. Number 45. The glove. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Just saw something about Gary Payton the other day uh, with Michael Jordan and how Gary Payton thought he was wearing down MJ the 96 finals. And then Jordan was like, the glove was never a problem for me. <laughs> that's so good <laughs> he's kind of laughing while he listened to it kind of kind of hurt to watch but you know good for gary payton he's on there yeah gotta make up for that somehow um but that's that's family business for this week let's get into our next segment which i'm also losing at uh sharpshooters as i said I am losing in sharpshooters uh, right now. I have $605 in my bank. Brendan still with a crisp $953 left. Uh, last time Brendan's bet hit, he was smart and only had one leg. He just said the Thunder would beat the Grizzlies. And that was good odds, too. It was plus 350. Guess what? It hit. Uh, so I'm quite far behind in this one as well. And uh, hopefully this is the week where I win and you don't. So what do you got for us this week for your bet? All right, I'm going to do something similar. Uh, almost exactly, actually, what I did last time. Uh, this time, my odds are even better, though, Drew. So oh, be afraid. Great. Um, Wonderful. A lot of teams strapped by COVID. Some teams are really hot right now. The Bulls, super hot right now. Everybody's picking them. The money's super high. They're minus 14 against the magic i'm gonna take the money line for the magic oh plus 750 i just want to i want to win this uh sharpshooter with like 800 left in my bank account goodness apparently gracious. that is gonna kill me if you win this um you said 750 is the odds you're seeing there yes That's plus crazy. 750 let me see yeah if you win that that's going to bring me down to $230. So uh, really, really hoping the Bulls just keep their crap together tonight. Uh, I would rather it didn't take another fabulous game winner from DeRozan. would rather it just be, you know, uh, easy win for them. But we'll see how it goes. Should uh, be an easy win. Should, should be. be. Should be. And, you know, with your $348 lead here, you, can, you have the liberty of uh, just taking wild bets like that. So... Absolutely. We'll see how that one goes. Mine, uh, not so simple. Uh, I will say that I put this together and already cemented it in before I knew that the Sixers were going to be missing Tyrese Maxey and uh, Matisse Thibel tonight. But I, I'm going to keep it the same regardless because I actually made oh, this I bet. I actually made this bet. Um, I'm doing a teaser here. Five-team teaser. If, uh, wrap your mind around that one. I picked six. Uh, so I teased all of these games by uh, five points. So, okay. We got the Sixers at minus eight and a half because they were favored okay. by 13 and a half. That's against the Rockets, as we talked about before. It's at home. Hopefully, they can still win by that much against the depleted Rockets team at home. Uh, next, we got the Warriors minus six hosting the Heat. Then okay. Got the Nuggets plus eight at the Mavericks. Nice. And then I've got the Jazz minus four and a half uh, at New Orleans. That one 
kind of sketchy a little bit just because I feel like New Orleans plays really competitively at random times, but I think it'll be okay. Four and a half, and then, though. Good good numbers. Yeah, four and a half. Nothing too crazy. And then for my last one, I've got the Grizzlies plus 12 against the Brooklyn Nets tonight. I think uh, I think John Morant will do enough to keep it, I mean, at least within 10 points, I would think. That feels but, like a lock. Yeah. But uh, I guess the line was there for a reason. We will see. But all of that, I got plus 350 odds, the exact same odds that you had for one game last week. So that's a good bet, Drew. You're going to have to send me that one. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Uh, I made this one in real life, too. So it'll be a a double whammy. This one hits. This is going to bring you down to 778 if it hits. So hopefully you'll only be winning by a a mere $173 next week. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if you win if you win this week and I don't I mean I'm just going to have to start doing 10 game money line parlays <laughs> catch back up hey we'll yeah. just call this season one of sharpshooters we could season always just... one of sharpshooters yep yeah. might be a short season might be one of those might you, know, be. <laughs> you know when you start a new show and there's only six episodes uh, and you're like what's up with this might be one of those but we'll see yeah, yeah um, done with it I'm going to binge watch this one. Yeah, we're going to watch this in one day and still have a lot left, a lot of time left to do other things. But we'll see how it goes. Um, that'll do it for sharpshooters. And uh, concurrently, that'll do it for this episode of the Good NBA Podcast. Remember to mm. uh, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Remember to rate and review. Leave us some stars. If you're listening on Spotify, you now have the option to leave stars. So go ahead and drop a little five-star uh, rate on there. If not, um, tell us what we can do to get better. Uh, email us at nssportsmedia at gmail.com. And uh, Brendan, you want to plug the TikTok once again? And follow us on TikTok at nssportmedia. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Drew. This was a good one. Absolutely. It was a good one. Good to talk ball with you as always. And uh, tune in to NFL is dropping later this week. Tune in to next week's episode of the Good NBA Podcast. Until then, I'm Drew Wade. As always, for my co-host, Brendan Swam. We'll see you next time. Y'all be easy.